we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Do it. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, I just uh I just sent you something. Just listen through it real quick just to make sure that uh that it's clean. But it might be the funniest thing. It's one of the top five funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Okay? We've got to play it before the show is over. Just make sure it's clean. But it was from the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury television coverage yesterday. The pay-per-view boxing match. Uh, I am curious. Just social experiment here. Did anybody spend money to order... Uh. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury yesterday, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Did anybody spend money to watch Jake Paul and Tommy Fury yesterday? And if so, why? And do you need me to call law enforcement? Yeah. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. All right, let's play it now before we get to our Dog Bleep Monday. All right, so... Radio Raheem, okay? Radio Raheem is a guy who lives in the MMA world. He lives in the combat sports world. Are you are you aware of Radio Raheem? Have you ever seen anything he's done? I'm actually not. All right. Radio Raheem, he's just sort of, he's just off. There's something off about him, okay? He interviews fighters. MMA has a lot of weirdos that live in the interview space, in the UFC and in Bellator, and then it goes into the Paul realm of the world, of the mm. fighting world. And so he was he was serving as an on-site reporter for the pay-per-view broadcast of Jake Paul and Tommy Fury yesterday. And so Radio Raheem, before the fight, he found Logan Paul. In the audience. And Logan Paul, <laughs> Logan Paul had a message for his brother. He had a message for his brother, Jake Paul. And I want you to listen in particular to the end of this. Here is Radio Raheem with Logan Paul. What was the last thing that you said to Jake before he came out tonight? I said, Jake, I love you. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but either come back victorious or come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. How do you feel like he's doing so? <laughs> what? Why would he say that? <laughs> Did he think? Uh, he thought Logan Paul was telling him, was telling Radio Raheem, I love you. And right. Radio Raheem goes, I love you too. <laughs> no, he was talking to his brother, so you dumbass. You Let's hear it again. Question. Logan Paul tells his brother Jake, I love you, bro. And Radio Raheem responds like Logan Paul was telling him he loved him. Here Jake, I love you. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but either come back victorious or come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. How do you feel like you're doing <laughs> That is the most awkward I love you. Like, oh, man. That's, oh, God. But to forget, to forget the question <laughs> you, you asked. You asked the question. He had no idea. He did not remember 10 seconds prior. Just one more time, the complete dumbassery of this. Did Radio Raheem go into a coma? Or is he just like... I'm I'm the bleep man. I've got a camera in front of me, and he just completely spaces out and has no idea. Like it's like he went into a coma, and then as Logan Paul is saying, "I love you, bro," Radio Raheem snapped back into him, and he's like, "Oh, I should respond to that." Here it is one more time. I said, Jake, I love you. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but either come back victorious or come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. How do you feel like you? <laughs> what? 
So let me ask you this, Theo, as a TV guy. Yeah. Oh, you guys are very forward thinking, right? When you ask yeah. a question and they're answering, yeah. typically, I would imagine you guys zone out to prepare your next question. Yeah, is that you all you did listen here? to the answer? That's a great question, Stone. Do you? Because I'll be honest, I've done that before yeah. in radio when I'm interviewing somebody, especially in my early days, where I, I ask him a question. And then I'm immediately like, oh, what do I, what do I ask him next? You do that when you're real green yeah. or you're real dumb. <laughs> like bet, new or, or wet behind the ear journalists don't. And that's one of the first things they teach you. What's the, one of the first rules of being good at interviewing is being good at listening. You have to listen to the person as they're answering to get you a follow-up question. And here's what I will say. It's a lot different interviewing somebody for TV when you're just recording it or even doing a live shot on TV or even doing a radio interview versus doing any kind of interview in front of a live audience. That is a little bit more nerve-wracking okay. you, because now you're performing as well, right? Like, it's not about his answers as much as it is also about your questions in front of all these people. So I will excuse the rookie in Radio Raheem oh, for that. Oh, but man. still. Can we hear him one more time? Because it's so I funny. He doesn't even skip a beat. He's he just goes right, right after. I love yeah, you too, like, I love you too. Like, he was talking to, like, his mom That's or something. Weird. Said Jake, I love you. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but either come back victorious or come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. How do you feel like he's doing? <laughs> he was. Oh my. Oh man, that is a top five funniest thing I've ever heard in my That's entire bad. life. Holy lo- mother of God! You know when, when I talk about oh, main character God, syndrome, I, I mean this guy Radio really Raheem oh, is living in the moment. That totally did. What part of his brain told him? Hey, Logan Paul just told you he loved you. Respond. (laughs) Like, who does that? You know what we're going to do from here on out? From here on out, another social experiment. Anybody who calls from here on out through the rest of March, through the end of March, we're going to go all through March Madness, and I'm going to end every call with an I love you, even if I hated the call, even if I thought it was a terrible point, because I want to see how many people are going to respond. They're going to panic and say, love you too. I love, this is a great experiment. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's listening right now, and then they just turned the dial on, so now they don't know we're going to do it, and it's going to be great. I, I can't wait. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. See, see, they, they, it's, it's, what else can you do? You got to say I love you. Right. You're stuck. Because it's an awkward position too. Like when but somebody the, says the I love you. The funny thing is I directed that I love you to Theo. Right. Logan Paul directed that love you to his brother. He did. And Radio Raheem responded with I love you too. Like it, there's nothing. There's nowhere. One more time. He just for old time's sake. Victorious to come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. How do you feel like he's doing so <laughs> and then he jumped right into the next question, though. That's the thing. He might not even realize he said, I love you, too, either. He's- it might have been just a reflex reaction. Oh, man. God, that's good. And, again, you paid a lot of money to see that if you ordered the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight. Did you spend any any American currency to watch Jake Paul and Tommy Fury yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Remember last week, too, when I thought Tommy Fury was Tyson Fury's son? Yes, he Impeccable. did. Impeccable. Impeccable work. That's his brother. I think you had to pay with Dogecoin to get the the, uh, the Paul fights, I think. Still, right? That's still going? Wait, is that real? I thought you were making <laughs> no, a joke. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't put it real. past yeah. him. That's why Stone looks so annoyed. Yeah, I would not put it past Right, him. for real. Dogecoin, which is right now worth about, I don't know, a six-inch hole in your backyard. Yeah, I was about to say. All right. I think, uh, not good. I think you actually, like, you lose money in getting <laughs> Dogecoin. Like, if somebody gives you three Dogecoin, somehow you you've lost money. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you've just lost your home. Uh, so let's get to Dog Bleep Monday here on Ken LaVica Live. If we could get the head coach of the New York Jets to kick us off, Robert Coach Sala, 
Please get us started. Um, yeah, it's dog. All right, Dog Bleep Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. And what I thought was Dog Bleep over the weekend was this this continual talk in the golf world. Oh, the live field. Look at all the stars. Look at all the names. Brooks, Kepka, uh, Dustin Johnson, Pat Perez. But it was in this constant live versus PGA Tour. I mean, you could argue that based on names that played, live golf had the advantage. Because all the stars that went on the live to take that Saudi money, they were all in action at Mayakoba. Meanwhile, let's be honest, the Honda Classic field was subpar mm. from a star power standpoint. Not a right? big Seb Straka guy? Uh, I, I, I like Seb Straka. He was the defending champion yeah. coming in. I just... Uh, it's tough. For I, golf yes. casuals, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. But if you like competition and you love storylines, Honda Classic had plenty of them. A man who three years ago... Um, was was losing his life to alcoholism, was able to fight that, won the tournament. He won the tournament yesterday, and this is after an almost complete collapse on 18 where his approach was so bad it hit the rocks near the, the, the lake on 18 that it bounced off the rocks and nearly cracked the windshield of the Honda vehicle. That's a good 200 feet mm. into the water. Uh, and he came back in a playoff and won. And he knocked off a guy who's a Delray resident, and Eric Cole, who is best friends with Arnold Palmer's grandson, who they had call in from Colorado during the final round TV coverage on NBC. Mm. It was a really good final round, and it came down to the final hole. It came down to an extra hole. That's good stuff right there. You didn't get that at Live Golf. The highlight of the weekend in Live Golf <laughs> was a camera shot of fans where then two girls started making out for like 10 seconds. That was the highlight of the weekend for Live Golf viewers, um, none of the big names won the Live Golf Individual Championship over the weekend. But it's just so what what what's been done to a proud Honda Classic tournament. That to me is the dog bleep mm. because it's not just Live Golf that did it. And Brooks Kepka local would always play. Chase Kepka local would always play. It's that. The locals, the superstars that are still on the PGA Tour have also turned their back on the Honda Classic, and that drives me absolutely insane. It should not come to a point where Jack Nicholas has to go on the NBC broadcast and then talk with reporters yesterday at PGA National to assure them that, oh, the PGA Tour is going to help us with the schedule, and we're going to get big names again next year. It should have never come to that. It shouldn't come to Jack Nicholas having to put his foot on the throat of the PGA Tour and say, hey, make this better. There is no course that is tougher in the early portion of the PGA Tour season except for Pebble Beach than PGA National. And it's an atrocity that Rory McIlroy, Mr. Face of the PGA, Mr. Take a Shot at Live, anytime he gets the opportunity, doesn't have his ass at this tournament playing. He was at Palm Beach State College early last week unveiling his new golf competition with Tiger Woods. Yeah. He was in the county. He was here, and he couldn't bother to play the competition, couldn't bother to play PGA National because, oh, well, I was at Riviera, and I was at Phoenix, and oh, next week is the Arnold Palmer, and then it's the Players' Championship. Buddy, if you want to stand for something, stand for the community that's taking you in, the community you live in as well. I think that that 
is Bush League stuff from Rory McIlroy. And I know that he's the feel-good story of golf now, and he's standing for what's right. Well, Rory, you forgot something. Because what's right for you is to play the Honda Classic as well. You're going to call this area home. You're going to say this is where you're raising your family. Drive the 10 minutes from your home and play the Honda Classic. I'm sorry. That rubbed me the wrong way. And PGA Tour, what you've done to the Honda Classic, not making it an elevated event, because, and again, this is objectively the toughest course in the early part of the PGA Tour season, okay? It's significantly tougher by any objective golf observer than TPC Scottsdale. But because, ooh, the 16th at the TPC Scottsdale, they throw beers at a hole-in-one. You're going to sit there and make that an elevated event? That is light work compared to what it takes to win at PGA National. The PGA Tour and Rory McIlroy have made a mockery of the Honda Classic, and I was offended that Jack Nicholas had to go out there on NBC and assure this area that, don't worry, the Honda Classic with its new uh, uh, sponsor, is still going to be here. It's still going to be around. It's not going to go anywhere. And don't worry, the PGA Tour is going to do what it, uh, what it can to make the field better with the schedule. It should have never come to that. And it drives me crazy. And Andrew George, the executive director, deserves better. Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, they deserve better than to be forgotten about. That was my dog bleep moment of the weekend. Mm, mm. Do not think we could have said it any better. It's pretty good. I think you hit the nail on the head with everything there. And I, I think one of the most important things to mention there is the level of difficulty that is PJ National. Like, if we're talking about these golfers ducking smoke, like, okay, come shoot a 10 under. Come win the tournament at 12, 13, 14 under where Chris Kirk did win that thing. And then also, obviously, we can push this one, but how many guys we house in our backyard that don't show up, that don't make it a staple, yeah, that don't make it a point? I, it's ridiculous. I'm getting on Rory. Where is Justin Thomas? Right, where where is Ricky Fowler? Where are these guys? Like if you're going to put in the full swing documentary now on Netflix that shows all these golfers' lives and all the BTS stuff, I mean Jupiter was a big part of Justin Thomas's episode. Oh yeah, for sure. So come wasn't show up. He's at Joey G's. He's at Joey G's Academy. Yep. Uh, working out, all that stuff. Where where where's Justin Thomas? Was he there? I thought he was there watching. It would have been worse if he was there watching. Or am I no, tripping? He was not. Okay. Because I know he, uh, uh, what do you what do you call it? Chris Kirk. Afterwards, when we talked to him, he said something about JT. But maybe there's multiple JTs. He mentioned them. And there's JT Poston who was playing in the tournament. Okay, maybe that's what they're talking about. He that, was yeah. hinting at. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're right. I'm I'm bagging on Rory, and I'm doing that because he's the sure. most. This is the way golf should be. No, what should be is you playing. But you're right, Justin Thomas. He's not. He's not removed from this conversation. Ricky Fowler. He's not removed from this conversation. Absolutely not. Daniel Berger. He wasn't in the field. Where Tiger. are these guys? Oh, I guess Tiger's, Tiger's got one leg. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Like that dude needs he to needed get a rest. He needs to get in his cryogenic chamber for the next four weeks before the Masters. Yeah. So he can't play the Honda yeah. Classic. But these other guys got to play it, man. Yeah. When these I'm players, sorry. Uh, no, I'm with you. When these players are talking about you know golf becoming a lifestyle sport and stuff like that, and they're playing in the Genesis out in LA and the Waste Management out in Phoenix, like I don't know. I'm pretty sure the South Florida course we but have that we were problem, at yesterday is a lot more beautiful than both of those. Part courses. of the problem though is the PGA Tour has no longer. Uh, uh, they use when Tiger was playing, it was amazing. When Tiger committed, all of a sudden the PGA Tour, all its resources are going towards the Honda Classic, and now it just seems like with these elevated events, I don't like the elevated events. It's not good for 
golf. Um, the Lane Up podcast, they tweeted yesterday, this is how it should be. The elevated events, you have John Rahm and the superstars that shine brightly. And then when it comes to the lesser events, these are the great stories like Chris Kirk. This is the way golf should be. No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't because the Honda Classic deserves to be an elevated event. The Honda Classic deserves to have John Rahm there and Jordan Spieth there and Rory McIlroy there and Justin Thomas there and Ricky Fowler there. Uh-uh. That's not the way golf should be. I hated it. And that is my my contribution to Dog Plate Monday. We love it. We love right. it. Um, D- yeah, dog. Thanks, Coach. All right, Theo, you're up. I now I feel bad about what was going to be my Dog Bleep Monday because we got at least praise Chris Kirk for being in the field, playing, and then winning no, the damn and, thing. And, and honestly, I have nothing but respect for that oh, dude yeah, because sure. he withdrew from Riviera, vaunted Riviera, so that. He could prepare himself for the Honda Classic because he had a feeling that he could go and he could play PGA National. He mm-hmm. said, oh, elevated tour, elevated or elevated tournament, elevated tournament my ass. So I'm going to Palm Beach Gardens. That I have respect for. Got to respect him and much love to him. So I'll just blame the sun then. Not Dog Bleep Monday goes to the sun for ducking down too <laughs> what low. What are you, the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with them. I stand in unison, locked in <laughs> arm with the Buffalo Bills uh-huh. and Bills Mafia. And I'm blaming the sun for going down just a little too quick. Now, might... If maybe Chris Kirk doesn't hit the ball in the water on 18 and finishes the deal and gets the game, you know, the match over with earlier, we would have been fine. But, you know, the sun went down and that ruined a lot of our post match stuff that we needed to do to clean up the Honda Classic. And it put a, a distasteful dismount for me on the Honda Classic. Outside of that, beautiful event, great time. I just wish the sun would have just stuck up a little bit longer what, for what, me. What would, have been, what would have been better, though? The sun or what happened last year with Shane oh. Lowry standing on 18 and all of a sudden it's a monsoon? I'll take, I'll take the sun going yeah, down. Yeah, take the You're sun right. over. See, I'm You're trying right. to bring some sunshine to the segment. Well, that's the first. That was pretty, I know. Uh, it was pretty good, right? All right, uh, Coach Sala. <laughs> Coach, hello? Hello? He's um, here. Oh, there he is. Dog. Stone, Dog Bleep Monday. Your contribution, please. This one's not hard. It's the Miami Heat, who have lost four Uh. games in a row now. In Saturday, I had to sit through a Miami Heat team take on the Charlotte Hornets. Mind you, a bottom dweller. Oh, boy. In contention for the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. They're they're in the Wembenyama conversation. Mm -hmm. They're in the Wembenyama sweet stakes. That's what we're calling it. I can't wait for MJ to ruin him, too. And I uh, turn on the television. Sorry, MJ, I love you. I turn on the television, and they're getting the doors blown off. By them. They're down 21 in the first quarter of a game against the Charlotte Hornets, and he eventually went on to lose that game 108-103. to But I guess my dog bleep Monday is not just that game right there because it did happen over the weekend, but the Miami Heat in general. What they're putting on display is unacceptable. we got no guys that can shoot. Last, uh, I believe in that Charlotte Hornets game, we had 10 bench points, and they're just falling apart right now. Jimmy wow. Butler doesn't feel too happy about it, so my Miami Heat are... That's my contribution. What did J- Jimmy Butler, after the loss to Charlotte, listen to, to what he had to say, and I'm glad he's recognizing this now because there's, oh, well, oh, I don't know, like 16 games left to go. We lost. I don't care if we was down 30 or we lose by 30 or lose by one. Um, we lost. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody in here wants to lose, but uh, we got to figure this out <laughs> very, very quickly. You think? I, good, Please do. Jimmy, I'm glad. And by the way, uh, Jimmy, the guy you handpicked to come in and run the point, uh, old Thickness McDribbles, uh, it would be nice if he was back on the floor at some point. Well, good news, he's, uh, well, actually, very bad news, he's out tonight. He was oh, listed out. weird, weird. Kyle Lowry out? No, you don't say. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you don't say. Uh, Kyle Lowry out, huh? Uh, by the way, uh, the Heat last year, the best three-point shooting team in the entire NBA, they're at 33% as a team. That's 28th in the league now. 
That is. T- they are shooting sub thirty five percent wide open threes this season. These yeah. are NBA players. This was a team that was one inch from the NBA Finals a year ago, and they are below thirty five percent. Not three point wide open three pointers below thirty five percent. And this old baby boomer guy, Pat Riley, that we like to uh, give a lot of praise. These contracts he's putting together, Kyle Lowry's <clears throat> terrible. Wonder Boy, Tyler Hero, not working out all that much. Okay. What is wrong with him? Is he hurt? Is, is Tyler Hero hurt? No idea. Is Gabe Vincent hurt? Is Max Drews hurt? What is going on they're, with these guys? They're also just not that good. Like, sometimes the Heat become victims of their own success. You make these players who aren't that good look really good. Then you pay them like they're really good. And then you have situations like Tyler Johnson, like James Johnson, like Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Like, that's part of Sometimes you're so good that you are bad. And that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, what was your dog bleep sports moment of the weekend? Mine was the fact that the Honda Classic has been made an afterthought and it drives me absolutely insane because that tournament deserves better. Theo, the son at the Honda Classic is, uh, is the direction his animosity is directed towards. And Stone says the heat. Can't get any better than that. What was the dog bleep sports moment of the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Your dog bleep sports moment of the weekend. Hey, uh, you know what actually made me happy over the weekend? was seeing Dr. Neil Goldhaber Mm. at the Honda Classic, hanging out with us late last week, came by, broadcasted with Evan. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, based out of Boynton Beach, ENT extraordinaire. Dr. Goldhaber's been doing it for decades. This man has a solution for your ear issues, your nose issues, your throat issues, snoring problem. Go see Dr. Goldhaber. I know that the snoring issue can be confounding, and you rarely know that you're doing it. You're sleeping. You don't really know you're doing it, but I know a lot of people that you wake up with the sore throat. You wake up with the ear pain. God knows what it's doing to the people in your household if you're a chronic snorer. It's not funny. Oh, just sawing logs. Oh, that's that's my pops. No, no, no. It, it is not healthy for you or the people around you. And that's where Dr. Goldhaber comes in. Just so many success stories uh, with his decades of helping those in Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. Contact Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. I think a lot of times we just fall into this, oh, well, this is just how my body's made up. And so, you know, you deal with it. You, you, you don't have to suffer through it, guys. You don't. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation with the man, the legend, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. That's goldhabersinus.com. Oh, boy. This is always one that I dread for Theo Dorsey, but it seems like he's come out of it on the, the right side. I'm always worried about his mental state. When yeah. we ask him to dig through Twitter and find something good, all right, that's fine. But then we ask him to get into the mud, in the slop, and find the trash of Twitter. And it's a very dark and evil place. But Theo Dorsey has once again succeeded, and he has it ready for us when we come back. Theo Dorsey's Twitter trash, Twitter treasure, when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. 
I still am unbelievably bothered by the fact that Theo and Stone thinks they both think that it's weird to stay to the end of a baseball game or like a sporting event, period. Just that drives me insane. Who leaves early from a sporting event, especially one you've paid for? Nobody roots for extra innings, though. Like I do. That's the difference. I would say, yes, maybe stay to the end. Don't be rooting for the thing to last longer. I am pro pitch clock when I'm watching on TV because there's too many distractions at home. And so I have adult ADHD. My attention gets diverted elsewhere, right? But the pitch clock, I think, is going to ruin what I love about going to baseball games. And that is a release and escape of like three and a half, four hours where I don't have to do anything. I can drink beers. I can hang out. When I was a kid and I would go to White Sox games... I would look up, and I would feel great comfort that it was only like the third inning. Like, hey, I've still got like two hours and 15 minutes of this. This is awesome. But then once it hit like the sixth inning, it'd be like, oh, we're headed for the final third of the game. It would mm. make me sad, and I still feel that as an adult. I can't – I the fact that, that Gen Zers are almost entirely in agreement, like, oh, you go to the game, you take some TikToks, you take some photos, you post <laughs> wow. a live G, and you leave – I can't tell you how pissed off that makes me. I hate that. And I generally like to think I'm in alignment. I am uh, shoulder to shoulder with with Gen Z. woke. I'm woke. That's right. That's right. In the free state of Florida, I am woke. Gen Z's, I love you. I love you. I'm with you. So you're not with the olds. I'm I'm not. I mean, I appreciate the olds, but my mindset, I think, is more... With the youngs. Yes. Okay? I agree. And so agree. I just, but but where I, I am with the olds, and I'm like 30 yet. I'm like on the border between youngs and olds, right? So I can I can, I can uh, sort of toe yeah, the line. Yeah, you get to pick and choose. You stay to the end of a game. And I think the pitch clock ruins what's great about baseball, which is you could be there for four hours, but it's great. It's awesome. You hang out. That drives me insane. And Mike is with me. Mike tweets in, um, which sport do you enjoy seeing in person the most and why? At KLV 106.3, Mike tweets, baseball. I can enjoy a good stadium like Camden Yards, Wrigley, or Fenway, even in a blowout. More than other sports, you can walk around the stadium in baseball and still watch the action. Correct. There's something, because it's summer too. Like, it's so summery. It's good. It's not like the NFL where you're freezing your backside off and you're like, oh my God, I got to go because I'm going to die. No, baseball's good. Baseball's good for that. It's warm. Let the sun wash over you, except for Theo, because he hates the sun. Yeah, yeah, and also like, we're in South Florida. This is not. Lone Depot Park is legit, you're right. man. It's, it's, you're inside. It's beautiful. If yeah. you can get to it, if you're, I mean, that's where you should absolutely be taking Brightline because you do not want to be oh, driving no. to Little no. Havana. No. I mean, they could not have built that stadium in a worse freaking place because the Marlins are just, just the dumbest. But Lone Depot Park, if you can get there after the three-day trek, it is so <laughs> worth it because it's great. It's comfortable. It's nice. I personally don't want to get lumped into this Gen Z thing because, like I said, I'm typically the one fighting the group of people that I'm with. Like, no, we're not leaving. Like, we drove. So, so Ken, I've never been a part of leaving early or, you know, shooting some TikToks. Okay. Don't even have a TikTok. But I hear you, right? Those are all the people that I associate with. And two, I have a bigger question. Now, this doesn't apply for you because you love your baby. By the way, though, I did leave early when Florida State was blasting Miami. That's different. Nobody wants to watch the end of that. If I was a Florida State fan, though, I'd stay. But also, I'd been sleeping the entire game anyway, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Well, Miami left early, too, so. That's true. They were sleeping as well. (laughs) This one's not going to apply for you. You love your baby. Shout out, Vivi. Do your thing. Say, hey, baby. Just uh, do your thing. uh, Okay. Uh, But did you say... 
Just shout out Vivi, do your thing. I thought he was saying like, shout out Vivi for pushing those kids out. I thought that's what her thing was. No. Shout out Vivi for doing your thing, just making babies. No. When you say No, no, I'll take it from here. Baby, I know you haven't been feeling good. And daddy will be home tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. See, he love does you. his thing there. I love, love that. You, baby. But is this a marriage <laughs> thing? Is this about husbands? <laughs> he, he literally... This, I said this doesn't apply to you, okay, Ken. I think right. it applies for all the right. masses, though, if I'm generalizing this. He's the one yeah. pushing that narrative. Yeah, but, like, but it doesn't but necessarily apply Ken. to him. Okay. He likes the aesthetic. I think a lot of husbands, right? And it's tough for me to speak on this, right? Not really educated in the realm, but want to get away from their kids, want to get away from their wife. So they're hiding. That's why they want this baseball game to be elongated. Yes. So in your case, doesn't apply to you. No. But is this the real problem at hand? Stone. If no. so, yes. leave no, 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 an no. hour and a half early. Yes, no, Stone, that's, it is. That's, no, 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 because... This is why men go off, too. Uh, no, because honestly, <laughs> um, we when, when, before I moved to North Broward County, uh, we lived in uh, Miami Lakes, and it was a 10-minute drive to... Uh, to to Dolphin Stadium, Pro Player Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium, whatever you want to call it, we would go to Marlins games all the time because Vivi is a huge Marlins fan. Mm. So we would go, and Vivi would always go with me, always, always, always. In fact, there was she used to go to opening day all the time. We went to an opening day night game against the Mets. This was like 2013, mm. where we had such a good time. Well, I had such a good time that as we were leaving. I had to, in the parking lot, get out of her car, puke, and get back in. Mm. Good time. Josh Johnson was, uh, was on the mound for the, uh, the Marlins. Uh, Dan Ugla hit a grand slam. And then I don't remember anything after. That. You've had a tap out. But what I'm saying is that it was a marriage thing. Event. Yeah, I'm terrible. You've had a tap out at everything pretty much about every me sporting is awful. event. <laughs> yeah. It's because I work college football, college basketball, don't get to be a fan. When I do get to be a fan, right. I just out. go overboard. All out. All the I love time. It. I need a babysitter every sporting event I go to because I can't handle it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Let's uh, get to the situation at hand here. Every week, we ask Theo, hey, Theo, uh, can you find the best of Twitter? And it takes him a long time because oh, yeah. there's very little good on Twitter. Uh, also, can you dig into the cesspool that is the bird app and find the absolute worst thing you can find? And Theo, because he's a team player, he smiles and he says, I got you, babies. Time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash, Twitter Treasure. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at swa.org slash recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's pleasure. This is always my favorite time of the week, man. Not just kicking it with the bros, but also being love, able... Love you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Love you too, man. Love you too, Stone. Uh, but being able... <laughs> But being able to go through and, and talk some Twitter trash, Twitter treasure, my favorite part is always the treasure, and this comes from Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. That's at J Fowler, ESPN. Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson plans to throw at the NFL scouting combine per source. His stance is he's coming to compete, so it wouldn't surprise to see him do most, if not all, of the drills. I've already told you guys, I've staked my claim. I've planted my flag. I'm all in on Anthony Richardson. He's going to be the best quarterback in this draft. Whoever gets him, I hope they surround him with all the tools he needs to make him ball out. I watched the five plays on repeat from Florida, and I get it. Small sample size. I have seen seen multiple NFL (laughs) scouting analysts uh, put out Anthony Richardson highlights, and they're all the same five plays. Yeah. 
That's all you need. Th- this narrative, where is this coming from? Why are we pushing Anthony Richards? And CBS Sports mock draft last week had him the number one player picked in As the draft. And now we're, we're, we're having people like Theo brainwashed into thinking Anthony Richardson is the number one pick, top quarterback in the draft. They just came out. Those words literally yeah. just came out of your mouth. He's the best. Stone, what is happening here? Why is this? Is it because we think it's fun because he's a physical mutant, a physical freak, even though he threw 53% last year? <laughs> I have what should have been a quarterback-friendly um, offense. I have no clue what we're doing here, but, Theo, I hope your wish comes true, because then we'll see Jamarcus Russell 2.0. Oh, my oh. gosh. Come on. There's no way. There's a lot of ways. No, there's, no, there's no way he'll be as bad as Jamarcus Russell. He might be worse. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. This cold. is the Twitter treasure, by the way. Thank you. Can we at least commend the guy for participating in the drills and, and going to the combine and actually throwing? No, That's because we're going part. to hype up his 5-10-5 shuttle time yeah. as if it was groundbreaking stuff. So, no, I'm not excited for no, it. No, what's going to happen is he's going to end up running like a 4-6-40, and then everybody's going to lose their minds. Oh, there's the number one pick, even though he's like throwing with no defense into garbage cans on the sideline on accident. 4-6? And- I'm thinking 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, I think he's going to run faster than a 4-6. Yeah, you're saying 4-6. Four, 4-6 six. Four, six would be a disappointment. It would. I can't even, even more so then. Yeah. People are going to lose their minds over his 40 time. And yep. then he's going to try and throw a 15-yard out, and it's going to one-hop the receiver. Not excited at I, all. I don't know where it's coming from to answer your question. I have no clue. But if that's your treasure, that's your treasure, I right? To each me. their own. I love me some Anthony Rich. So we're going to bring this back to in two years, and y'all are going to see how wrong you were. Anthony Richardson to the moon, baby. Don't love you. <laughs> I love you, bro. All right, to the Twitter treasure or Twitter trash, and this comes courtesy of XFL coach Terrell Buckley. It was tweeted all out throughout Twitter, so I'm not going to specify which Twitter account. Former Denver Bronco. Former Denver Bronco Terrell Buckley, head coach of the Orlando Guardians, on the sidelines. And by the way, Stone made the prediction last week. <laughs> 2027, right? 2027, your starting quarterback for the Orlando Guardians. Anthony Richards. <laughs> well, this is perfect timing, and this is this is what we call serendipity. Uh, this team is not good. Terrell Buckley uh, calling out his guys mid-game <laughs> on ESPN. Here is Terrell Buckley. Welcome back to Orlando here with Coach Buckley. Coach, how do you change this momentum? We got to get different guys in there. Obviously, we got, <laughs> I got guys out there that are not competing, that are not making plays. So we got to get people in there, young men that want to play. They want to compete and make plays. I just saw you walk up and down this sideline and look some guys in their faces. What did you see out of your team? I'm seeing guys not performing. Look at the scoreboard. They got to perform. That is rough. I mean, not... Anytime you hear someone ask the question, hey, coach, how do you change the momentum? And the response is, I need new guys. (laughs) New guys. (laughs) That's not going well. You know who he needs? Anthony Richardson. He needs Anthony Richardson. That's the thing. That's right. I mean, the Guardians, Terrell Buckley hopes that Anthony Richardson is available in three years. This is absolutely one of the worst things I've seen a head coach do. I mean, what we, a bus throw. We just watched Fran McCaffrey stare down an official for, for 10 minutes. Iowa head coach, head basketball <laughs> coach, Stan McCaffrey staring down an official for at least two minutes. What a clown show. Stop it. Like, what is he doing? Stop no, it. Fran McCaffrey, I think he may have something wrong with his yeah, brain. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love the no, album move. He is a complete psychopath. That was super twisted, ridiculous, and he wouldn't do that out on the in the field, out in the streets, because that ref was also could have folded up Fran McCaffrey yeah, if he wanted. He's lucky he did that. Yeah, yeah. Fran McCaffrey's a tough guy on the floor. Yeah, yeah let's see how he is outside his, of Carver Hawkeye Arena. Come on, dude. Get out of here I with mean, that that's stuff. Just clown ass clown stuff. 
super duper clown stuff. What smart stuff, the way that you can stay ahead of the curve and be a good guy, at least in my book, is if you recycle right. And blue bin or yellow bin. If you're not sure what goes in your bins, visit swa.org slash recycle right, where you can search the recycle database to see if your item is recyclable. Plastic, metal, and glass food containers, those all go in the blue bin. And paper products, those will go in the yellow bin. Items that mistakenly end up in recycling facilities could also cause damage to the equipment. So if you're not sure, just throw it out. That's a good rule of thumb. If you don't know if it's recyclable, throw it out. Keep the earth green for the next guy. That comes to you courtesy of the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County, who reminds you to recycle right. Resolve to recycle right. Not too late to make your New Year resolution and keep it through 2023. And also, my resolution through 2023 mm-hmm. is I'm planting my flag loud and proud. I'm not going to be one of these guys who's like a making a burner Twitter account, you know, about Anthony Richardson. I'm planting my flag. Mm. Anthony Richardson is the next guy in the NFL. Okay, the next him. He's him. All right. All right. Hemi Hardaway. This is going to be awesome until the draft where Stone and you come to uh, a blood feud. Yeah. You know, I see one of the biggest opportunities looming for me financially. <laughs> Dangerous loomer? No, listen. So you can bet on a lot of these draft props. So his odds now to be the number one draft pick are at plus 700. They started out, I think, at 100,000 or 10,000, wow. right? wasn't going to happen. So he's at 700, which is really likely. It's a really scary number. But they're going to toss his draft spot line at like three and a half where he gets drafted. I'm taking the over three and a half and I'm, I'm dumping my entire life savings on it. It's the easiest bet of my entire life. What exactly are your life savings? <laughs> Probably. That's a tough one, A couple of pits of uh, Sloppy Joe. Yeah. And- <laughs> I was going to say, like, I see what Stone is saying and he wants to be forceful, but let's be honest. This dude's right out of college. Yeah. He ain't got no life savings. <laughs> his life savings yeah. he's been this saving dude, for two months. This dude eats pierogies <laughs> off of a plate on his stomach every night at like 1 a.m. This dude has no life savings. Well, well I'll be able to buy an endless amount of pierogies <laughs> once Anthony Rat- Richardson does, Ratchison does oh not get drafted oh, for second or third. Cl- here's the question. So you're saying he's going to get drafted after the number four hey, pick. Write yes. that down. Not Anthony top three. Wherever the line gets set. So it's not set. Ratchison. If it says seven and a half, right, then it's it's over. If it says one and a half, I'm going over. Whatever his line is at where he gets drafted. I'm going over. You don't think an NFL team would trick no! itself into drafting Anthony Richardson early no. after we've seen this happen? We, we saw Mitch Trubisky go early. It's too bad it's not happening. All right. Anthony Ratchetson. You like that? That might be the greatest thing you've done in like a year and a half on this show. Nice. Uh, pretty, pretty good. good. Off the top. Um, Real quick, speaking of the Orlando Guardians, uh, Stone has a connection with the funniest XFL moment of the weekend. What is the name of this center we're about to hear? Xavion Furcron. Xavion Furcron, <laughs> former Southern Illinois center for one Stone Lebanowitz when he was the starting quarterback at Southern Illinois. Proud Saluki. Anthony Furcron is now the center for the Orlando Guardians. DeAndre Francois, he formerly of Florida State. Uh, he is the quarterback for the Orlando Guardians. And there was a bit of a spat between Francois and Anthony Furcron, and it was picked up by the ESPN uh, microphones on Saturday in an Orlando Guardians L. All right, tight. Act two, hot. All right, tight. Still belly left. Act two. Still belly left. Shut the f*** up, y'all. Listen, act two, hot. <laughs> on one-on-one. Ready? That's the worst thing at all. So Stone, Suge- what happened there? This dude, this dude, is, Anthony, DeAndre Francois is trying to give the play in the huddle. 
What is your boy, your center at Southern Illinois doing? Is he trying to change the play call? What is he doing? He's the center. Shut up, man. Whoa, whoa, relax. First of all, the center is the one who actually knows what's going on. So typically, and also they're in the red zone, something that we left out in this clip. So he did try nothing to me. Hey, no, he did try to change the play. So I don't know what they had on. I don't know what DeAndre called. But yeah, my boy Z said, hey, let's go to the belly. Let's go to belly 38. Let's switch things up. And uh, you heard what DeAndre had to say. Let's uh, let's hear that one more time. This is good quarterback center communication. <laughs> Orlando Guardians huddle featuring DeAndre Francois and Stone Lebanowitz's former center at Southern Illinois, Anthony Furkron. All right, tight. Act two, hot. All right, tight. Belly left. Act two. Still belly left. Shut the <laughs> up, y'all. Listen. Act two, hot. On one on one. Ready? Uh, Man, I, I got to say, too, DeAndre Francois, also Hampton University alum. Shout mm. out. So my guy, my former Hampton Pirate, getting on your guy, former Southern Illinois Saluki. Go Pirates. I wish we paid enough attention to see how that play ended. but how well, did We it know end? how the game ended. Yeah, we do know that. That was a big old L where the head coach is trying to replace his players <laughs> in week two. All of them. That is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I want to make sure that uh, that Theo gets his his proper flowers today. He's done a good job. He's done a a good job for a man who's exhausted by the... The work he had to put in at the Honda Classic over the last four days. Great TV coverage on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, by the way. Appreciate it, man. You, Tyree Smith, who, by the way, is his birthday today. Today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Tyree Smith, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Keely Ferguson, shout out as well for the, the Brian McLovin role. It's all the TV folks. Did a great job covering the Honda Classic. But Theo, he came in. He's in. He's working. He's been engaged. Uh, I love you. Uh, love you too, bro. Oh, damn. Got to give Theo his flowers, and that's where we bring in Segway Sean, Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Segway Sean? How you doing, guys? How good you one. doing? Good. Uh, first of all, thanks, thanks for taking the call. You guys did a great job. Good show today. And, yeah, over the weekend, everybody across the board. I listened to some, I, um, not just your guys, but, um, you know, the, 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 uh, Josh Cohen in the afternoon as well. The yeah, minor did a great job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Neither prof still go, but usually, I usually I call him to compliment uh, Ken on his flawlessly executing of the uh, the segues. But I had to give credit where credit's due. Mm. And uh, Theo today, just amazing job with the segue from going. To, I think we're talking about the Iowa coach staring yeah. down the ref, yeah, and it being such such a big joke. And then uh, you know what's not a joke is recycling. Come on, Theo, now. So great job. Deal. Amazing job. I had to give you credit. And uh, great show, guys. Always love listening to you. Sean, appreciate you. Santa's segue, Sean, in, uh, it, in Sean. Palm Beach Gardens. Tomorrow, guess where Top Stone dog. and I are going to be? The ballpark of the Palm Beaches for spring training. Grapefruit League. Can't wait. Noon to two. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. West Palm Beach. Stone and I broadcasting live. Come out. Say hi to us. Hang with us. You can sit down and bemoan the pitch clock with me <laughs> in person. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. It is the spring training home of the world champion Houston Astros. The Washington Nationals call the ballpark of the Palm Beaches home as well. And Jeanette Javier is the in-game host. 
for the Houston Astros. So we have our fingerprints done. This show has its fingerprints all over the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And tomorrow, literally, because I'll be buying cocktails, I'll be buying food, I'll be watching baseball, I'll be sitting at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Get your spring training tickets now. Yes, the Yankees come through. Yes, the Red Sox come through. Yes, the Mets come through. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. That's ballparkpalmbeaches.com. It is the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Um, by the way, Adam Schefter, ESPN, reporting this morning, something not surprising in any way, shape, or form, that the Bears are going into the Combine in Indianapolis, basically under the assumption that they're going to trade the number one pick. Mm. So that means that Bryce Young or Anthony Ratchetson is going to be available right. to go number one overall. I, I'm just wondering, whoever is the, the top pick, the top quarterback, where is the place they should least want to go? Like, are they, now that the Bears are trading the, the top pick, I, these guys are all like, oh my God, oh my God, I hope I don't hear this team name. It's got to be Houston, right? Though they, Houston has like a young, exciting coach, but because it's the Texans and he is black, it means he's probably going to get fired after exactly, a year, right? And that's yeah, the problem. That's tough. D'Amico Ryan's job security is like, he'll get the bag, but... Don't get mad at me for saying it. Blame the Texans. They've true. been the one who've been firing black coaches one and done for no reason, okay? The Don't get mad at me. Done. Don't get mad at me. I just see trends, okay? The new one and done. The Texans hiring and firing black coaches. <laughs> right, it's the new one and done, right? I would, I would say the Texans have to be the leader in the clubhouse, right? Because they have the number two pick. And they could trade that along with something else to move up a spot. And then what do they have? They have, you're not throwing anybody in that offense. Oh, I mean, you gotta. That would be tough. I would hate that for Bryce Young. That's got to be the nightmare scenario. Going to a head coach who's young, but also defensive minded, and then also a situation where you're throwing to Nico Collins. You're getting protected by what's left of Laramie Tunsil. I don't know. Uh, what about like? I mean, I guess the Raiders. I I yeah. Sweet, I'm going to Vegas. Adams, this is good, but you get Devontae Adams, but you also. Get a guy in Josh McDaniels who completely ruined the franchise quarterback. Yeah, but you're a young kid and living keep, in keep Las Vegas. planning. I suppose. I suppose is right, right? We don't Houston's know. not bad. Why Houston's are you disrespecting H Town? H Town garbage. I'm going to be in Houston. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right, Love you. Like- huh? <laughs> <laughs> got him. I got him. I got you him. did get him. I got and him. I- did you by the miss way, it? I'm going to be in Houston it. Wednesday and Thursday, by the way. I'll let you know how it is, yes, okay? Yes, yes. Uh, plays at Rice. Turkey leg. Hut. I got a couple spots. I'll shoot you some spots All if right. you want to. Beautiful. Go kick I appreciate it. that. Kick by the way, eat. could we hear Radio Raheem real quick before we wrap up? Uh, Radio Raheem, uh, this is him talking to Logan Paul. Logan Paul had a message for his brother Jake Paul over the weekend before his boxing match with Tommy Fury. Radio Raheem, everybody. But I have a comeback victorious to come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. How do you feel? <laughs> Oh, God, I'll never hear anything funnier in my life. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you from the ballpark tomorrow. Bye-bye. Here.